It was the summer of 2015, New York, and I was at an event at the MoMA, which is the Museum of Modern Art. And it was an industry party of sorts, a big get together for people who are advertising, which is what I am in. Now this was a big event, so I had decided to purchase myself a tuxedo and have it tailored to fit me just right. So I asked the guy for the most traditional and timeless option that they had. And I must say this guy did a great job of suiting my needs, pun intended. So when I arrived that night, the party was well underway. And I mean, there were people everywhere. If you've ever been to the museum, you probably know what I'm talking about. The space is really, really big. And there's a wonderful courtyard space where they were holding the party. Now there were people everywhere. They were mingling, eating hors d'oeuvres, drinking. I mean, it was quite the spectacle and the energy of the whole place was very electric. And it was in the summer, so by this point, the sun had already set and the entire courtyard area was lit by the warm glow of lights throughout this plaza, if you could imagine. Now, as I was working the room and talking to different people, I had spotted this woman across the floor and I'd have to say she was like my height or maybe a little bit taller than me because of the heels that she was wearing. And she had a really tight, short black dress and black stilettos. And as the night went on, we actually made eye contact a few times. I had seen her, she had seen me. And, you know, I was talking with people, she was talking with people, and we were just both enjoying ourselves uh, mingling. But eventually, somewhere along the line, we ended up right next to each other. And I remember I turned around, she turned around, and we were right looking at each other face to face. So I said hello, so did she. And she smiled, this big smile, and the first thing she said to me was, Wow, look at you. I love this suit. You look like James Bond. <laughs> and I thanked her for the compliment and I told her that her dress looked fantastic as well. And we started to chat for a little while. So I wanted to continue chatting. I was there for work and I was hoping to network and build up new connections. So I told her, hey, look, why don't we get together before we both leave New York? So we ended up exchanging information and we met up a few days later for a really fun evening. Now, if I hadn't worn a tuxedo that night, would I have had the same results? Well, maybe I would have won her over with my charm and personality, of course. <laughs> but honestly, I do believe that the choice to show up and present myself in this tuxedo at this event where, to be honest with you, a lot of the other men were very, very casual. I do think that this played a huge role in me standing out. And whether we like it or not, guys, appearances do matter. They help attract women, they provide better financial opportunities, and they make us more confident, which is really, really key. What we wear is connected to how we feel about ourselves and is what gives us confidence. And the great thing about this is that you can literally curate your own appearance so that you can change the level of your influence and advantages that you have within the world. Fashion and selecting clothing, this is a skill set. And different clothes are like different tools. They each serve a purpose in making the man. I think if more men approached fashion like a set of tools, they wouldn't have such a resistance to actually learning about it. Now, of course, if you're a guy out there who already enjoys fashion, then you probably already know this. You've experienced this for yourself. But if you are a guy out there who has rejected fashion and thought it was weird or you could never really figure out how it worked, then this episode will help you break down 
what exactly fashion is and how it can better your life. I will admit that there was a time when I was younger that I was pretty quiet and shy. Um, I really didn't like to stand out, but I still had this inner desire to say something and make an impact on the world around me and fashion solved this problem for me. I could say something or make a statement with what I wore without having to say a single word, which for me was very powerful. So maybe you yourself are a man who wants more influence or more respect from the people around you and has not considered how fashion could play a role in doing just that. So my goal today is to offer you a totally new perspective. So tonight I am drinking a Negroni. I'm keeping it real simple. I'm using Hendrix gin. I've got the Campari and of course the sweet vermouth. I've really become a fan of these drinks over the last year or two. I just, there's something about the bittersweetness of that Campari that I absolutely love. So if you guys have never had one, I strongly suggest pouring yourself one and sipping on this tonight with me. So in today's episode, we're going to go through the three archetypes of men and how each of these give off their own unique level of influence. And I'm also going to share with you a couple of outfit ideas that are timeless for men. So if you're looking for something to spruce up your wardrobe or just get your head around something without going crazy, I'm going to give you some basics that doesn't matter what the era is, it'll still look good. We will also talk about where you can purchase these things so you can begin to change how people perceive you. And as a side note, this actually is going to be a great episode for you to catch on YouTube or Rumble because I am going to be showcasing some visual examples of the different styles and archetypes that I'm talking about so you can have a visual reference of what they look like. And we've also got a few other surprises packed in along the way. So without further ado, let's start the show. All right, so part one is that fashion is a tool. I think there's a real fear of fashion from men because for a lot of guys, they're not really sure how it works. There is a really strong feminine connotation when it comes to fashion. Like it seems like something that's kind of gay or just it involves feelings and colors and shapes and all this kind of stuff that a lot of guys is just not how their brain works. I grew up as a creative. I mean, I'm more of an artistic type of a guy. So for me, colors, shapes, proportions, and these types of things, they make a lot of sense to me. So for me, it's always been something that I really enjoy. But for a lot of other guys who are much more rational minded, it can be a struggle. And so I want you guys to think about fashion, not about getting in touch with your feelings necessarily, but think of it as more of a tool. I think that'll make things, seem, make things a lot more approachable and understandable for you guys. Another thing I think a lot of men fear is dressing up and looking like an idiot, looking like a fool. Like you're afraid that people are gonna see you and think A, you're way too into yourself or B, you tried too hard or C, you just don't wanna be the laughing stock if you're wearing some shirt that people just think is totally ridiculous. So I get that. You know, there is that fear of looking like an idiot. And hey, <laughs> I don't blame you. We've all been there. And another harsh reality that a lot of men do struggle with is, you know, some of you guys are just are not in shape. So 
what do you do when you're in shape? You want to hide it. So you're going to wear baggier clothes. And this is where the baggy shirts and the cargo pants and ugly shoes come into place. I mean, we're doing stuff to basically hide our body. At the end of the day, we all know that working out, getting in shape, it can be difficult. And if you're just the guy who's not in shape, you're not going to wear clothes that fit your figure because you don't want to reveal if you're out of shape or not. So therefore, the default method is, hey, let's go baggy. Let's get the loose stuff. And then I can kind of hide that and, you know, kind of cover it up. But I think that at the end of the day, we all know that this is sort of eating away your confidence. You're, you don't feel good about that. And you're just you're brushing it to the side instead of dealing with it. I remember growing up and in high school and wearing a lot of unique items for a high schooler. And, you know, a lot of guys who are more jocks and sports guys would make fun of me. I'll admit that. And, you know, I really didn't care because to me, I thought it was cool. I liked it. I was this was something that I was very much interested in. So um, I think a lot of guys see other men who are particular about their fashion and think they're very vain. And there's something I think that men when they think about fashion and they think that if a guy looks too good, he is vain. And so my question is, why are we afraid of this? What about caring about how you look is something to be afraid of? And I think a lot of guys struggle with this confidence where they don't, inside of themselves, they don't feel like they're at a place where they can properly look good or wear stuff that's nice. They are going to feel like an imposter. They're going to feel phony. They think that people are going to think, hey, man, what are you trying to prove? Like, this is bullshit. You're not really this type of a guy. Like, why are you trying to pretend that you're something that you are not? I think a lot of guys want to be authentic. So for some reason, they're thinking that if they dress nice, somehow they're living inauthentically. And that's just simply not true. There are ways to dress really well that does not have to be outlandish and you don't have to show off. You can wear regular everyday clothing, but still make it look good. So I really believe that men need to change their mindset on what fashion is, okay? Because literally, fashion is a tool. It is a gadget. Think of it like a gadget with a very specific purpose that will get you certain results. Everything that we're doing is to get a specific result. If we're honest with ourselves, most men want respect and adoration. They want it from their family, their wife, their girlfriend, their kids, even their parents, their peers, people at work. They want to be respected. Men want to be seen as a leader, as a strong man, and we want to be taken seriously. One of the best ways to do this is through what you wear and your fashion sense. So if you're a guy out there who has a resistance to fashion or just thinks that it's just not for you, put that way of thinking aside for this episode. Just put that out of your head and just take in this information and uh, let's see if we can approach it in such a way that you can take it in and use this to your advantage. bugle boy jeans that you're wearing oh yes they are bugle boy jeans thank you so with regards to fashion being a tool think of a lawyer or think of a doctor or think of a mechanic they each have a very particular fashion sense right if you go to a car shop chances are the person is going to be wearing coveralls 
boots of some sort, maybe some gloves. Now, this does have a particular look if you think about it. When you see a guy wearing coveralls, you immediately think a blue collar worker, a guy who's good with his hands. There is a sort of a masculine edge to it, right? This sort of ruggedness, this toughness to him. But let's think about a lawyer, you know, a nice suit, really nice Italian leather shoes, a really slick tie. Um, he's got maybe he's got glasses and a sick haircut. Now, you might not think of him the same way you think of a mechanic, but you do look at him and you have a different respect for him because of the way he's dressed. Now, he's going to look much more intellectual. His brains, you know, his his cunningness, his wit. He's going to be a master in that zone. So as you can so you can already see that these two opposite ends of the spectrum, what they're wearing gives off a certain perception. And Whatever one you decide to choose, it will act as a tool for you to gain a certain level of respect and you'll have a certain level of authority with whatever it is that you are wearing. The Fresh Maker. So the next thing I want to do is think about our heroes as men. Let's look at the men that we admire and their fashion. Okay, so obviously if we look at Miami Vice, I mean Miami Vice is iconic for the fashion. And some people might look at it now and think it was a little bit over the top, but let's be real, that shit looks good. And why does it look good? Because it's well put together, it's coordinated, and things fit those men extremely well. You know, Crockett and Tubbs are undercover agents. They're supposed to look like drug dealers. And so even if you think about the context of that show, their clothing was a tool to get undercover and to gain the trust of other drug dealers or people in that world uh, in Miami at the time. And you can even see that there's a big difference between Tubbs and Crockett, the way they both wear their suits and shoes, very different. Tubbs is much more slick. He's much more buttoned up. He's got that more New York sharper edge where you have Crockett, who's much more laid back. He's still got the suit, but he pairs it with a, a short sleeve t-shirt underneath usually. He's usually wearing the loafers with no socks. It's a very different look, but they're both very well put together. So again, you can choose the type of look that you wanna be, but putting it together will seal the deal no matter what style you choose. So the thing is, is that we do admire a man who is well put together. It doesn't matter who you are. When you see a guy who's sharp dressed, you're gonna have a certain level of respect for him. Think about James Bond, Cary Grant, Indiana Jones, Johnny Depp, Stallone, Denzel Washington, Bruce Lee, Steve McQueen. All of these men had incredible style. And this idea that fashion or style is not a masculine thing, well, I would hope that listing off these examples of different men proves to you that fashion is indeed a very masculine thing. The thing about fashion and clothing is that it's a very interesting tool because it accentuates the natural structure of our bodies, whether you're a man or a woman. So for example, for a man, a suit accentuates the shoulders because think about working out. Men want to get broad shoulders, big shoulders, so they have that sort of V-shape taper, right? And so fashion accentuates that 
desire to have that figure. Men's clothing is usually wider at the shoulders, it goes down, tapers to the waist, and then the legs come out. Whereas if you look at a woman's clothing, the goal there is generally to have an hourglass figure. You look at the very tight jeans, or the dresses, the way it comes in at the waist and bells out the hips. This is to accentuate a woman's natural form of that hourglass shape. So as you can see already between the two sexes, they each play a very specific role to make that person look as attractive as possible. So I wanna introduce you to a really good book that is where I'm getting my information for the majority of the talk today. And it's a book called The Appearance of Power by the author Tanner Guzzi. And it's a really great book that explains three different archetypes of men. And these three different archetypes each have their own unique fashion. So right now we're gonna go through and talk about each of those different archetypes of appearance. Okay, so the first one is called Rugged. Now I'm gonna read this pretty much verbatim from the book, so because he does a really good job of explaining what this is. So. The rugged man is physically masculine. He bends nature to his will by the means of his brute force and has a caveman attitude that tolerates no nonsense. There is nothing subtle about the rugged man and everything in his life exists for a specific, direct purpose. He is the adventurer, the mountain man, the gladiator, and the blue collar worker. They are comfortable in nature and enjoy working with their hands. So right away, after hearing this description, I'm sure there are some of you out there listening right now who resonate with this type of a man, the rugged man, a guy who likes to be outdoors, maybe you mountain climb or ride your bike or just like the fish, just get away from people, you know, log cabin, hiking through the trails or camping, those types of things, things that those are the things that really draw you in. And some good examples of this from movies, I would say are Vin Diesel from Fast and Furious, the men from the movie Armageddon, the men from movies like Predator or Aliens, you know, these are military guys, blue collar type, tough guys, Clint Eastwood, Paul Newman would be considered this in the movie Cool Hand Luke. So this is our first archetype is the rugged guy. So maybe some of you guys out there who are mechanics or you're a plumber or a carpenter, this would be what your archetype is, a rugged man. And this type of a guy has its own particular look and feel. The second archetype is the refined man. A refined man is one who is financially and influentially masculine. He bends the world of men to his will by means of his connections, his money, and his political and or social power. He is capable of mixing both direct and subtle elements to accomplish his ends and has so much clout that he rarely has to adapt to situations going out of his control because they never do. He is the titan of industry, the politician, the hedge fund manager, and the 1%. These men love rules, hierarchy, and tradition. So when you think about men like this, you know, presidential types, um, if we're looking at films again, men like Cary Grant or Frank Sinatra, Alain Delane, James Bond is sort of a mix of this with other things, which we'll get to. Um, any of the men from the Rat Pack. These are all guys who have a refined look. So suits, nicely tailored suits, nice shoes. They pay attention to their ties. They have a nice, clean, neat haircut. 
Rarely do they have facial hair. These are men that you think of when you think of nightlife or a cocktail party. Guys who have this way of just working a room with their wit and charm. Now hearing this, there's going to be some of you guys who really resonate with this particular archetype. Maybe you're in business or something that's more financial, something more of an office job, more white collar, that kind of a look and feel that um, is going to resonate with you. All right, and the third archetype is the rake. So the rake is a man who is socially masculine. He influences individual people to his will by means of his attitude, his charisma, and his disdain for following the rules of society and being beholden to another man. He is constantly adapting to new situations and thrives in his ability to do so. He is the playboy, the rock star, the outlaw, and the vigilante. They thrive off of rebellion and standing out. They love social risk, breaking rules, and standing out from the crowd. So looking at examples of this, this is going to be the Steve McQueens, Johnny Depp, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Andrew Tate. Guys who do not live by anybody else's rules. They make their own rules and make their own world to live in. And they're willing to bend those rules and do what needs to be done to live their truest self. Um, if you're a rakish type of a man, most likely you might be in the arts, an actor, a musician, a rock star, something like that where it's a little less prescribed. It's something where you have to make your own path in a way. It's sort of on the outskirts of society. It's something that doesn't have a clear cut definition. You're making it as you go. So those are the three types of archetypes. We have the rugged, the refined, and the rake. So which of the three archetypes makes the most sense to you? And let's just be clear here that you can definitely be a mix, which is key because you have to understand that, again, like I said earlier, all of these three different archetypes are merely tools for certain situations. So let me start with myself as an example, okay? Because we're all a little bit of all of them, but I'm going to break down mine into a percentage here. So I would say that I am 60% rake because i am i work in the arts i have a very unconventional lifestyle or job i've always been a bit of a rebel i do my own thing you know even when i was a kid just someone who just i didn't like to follow the rules i was always trying to you know like going with the flow just did not sit right with me so uh that's that's a the biggest chunk of who i am um 30 is going to be the refined where you know i'm 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 very into tradition 
I can clean up if I need to and work a room like I worked at party um, in New York. And then 10% is the rugged. Now, I, I can get my hands dirty, I can fix things on a car, I can fix the toilet, things like that. But I don't think anybody sees me and thinks rugged. It's just, that's the area where I have probably the least amount of influence. Even though I do know how to do a bit of that stuff, it's just, it's not my wheelhouse. I don't really claim to be in that zone too often. <laughs> if shit hits the fan, then yes, I'll roll up my sleeves and do stuff, but I tend to exercise my influence in a different way. So I want you to sit down and think about what you are and try to break it down. Sometimes I think putting this on paper with numbers will help you realize that you don't have to be just a single one of these things, because chances are you are a little bit of all of them. and. The whole purpose here is to find which one suits best for you and then rolling with it. Doing what you can to really live that lifestyle and coordinate your fashion sense to that because it's gonna give you a sense of authority over that that I think will have a positive influence on how you interact with other people. So take a second and jot down which of those archetypes you are and what percentage of which uh, feels right for you. All right, so now let's take a look at and break down what fashion is for each of these archetypes, okay? So the first one we're gonna do is the rugged archetype, okay? So we're gonna do sort of the top to bottom and break it down. So starting with the top, this is gonna be flannels, sweaters, thermals, sweatshirts, worker jackets and coats, stuff like that. For the bottom half, we're gonna be looking at denim, jeans, you know, salvage denim, cargo pants, you know, so for all you guys out there who like to wear cargo point pants, this is, if you're a rugged type of a guy, the cargo pants are right up your alley. But again, fit is important. <laughs> all right, and then for the feet, most likely you're gonna be wearing boots, something that's rugged and durable that, because if you're a mechanic or a plumber or a carpenter, you're gonna need something that's durable, that's safe and rugged that will get you through uh, those situations. Color coordination is also key. Granted, with um, the rugged fashion sense, your color palette will probably be khakis or olives or denim color. And you know those colors are great because they go with pretty much anything. So you can wear a flannel shirt and a white t-shirt underneath. Very classic look. This is a timeless look that any man can wear and you get yourself a nice pair of red wing boots or Timberland boots and boom, like that is the outfit. So where can you go to get the rugged man look? So there's a store called Filson, which is a great outdoor outfitters type of a place. There's Eddie Bauer, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shop, and then for shoes, Red Wing Boots or Timberlands. These are classic timeless brands that will have that type of a look if you're a type of a rugged guy. All right, so let's next take a look at the refined archetype, okay? And we're gonna break these down again from top to bottom. So this will be button-up shirts, sweaters, maybe cashmere sweaters, a suit, blazers, and overcoats. For the bottom, you're gonna have slacks, chinos, or suit pants. Down for your feet now, we have leather shoes. You can either do loafer style, lace style. You can also do boots. You can do like a leather boot or a Chelsea boot. There are a lot of different styles of boots that you can wear, even with the refined style. They're just gonna have a different silhouette and profile than the rugged ones that we talked about. Now, in each one of these categories, whether it be a button-up shirt or a sweater or a suit, I mean, there's so many different types of looks that you can get to 
achieve this look, if this is the archetype that you feel most comfortable in. And chances are, if you are a guy who does feel like he's a refined type of a man, chances are you do already pay attention to your fashion and you probably have places that you go. But if you do wonder where you can go to get this stuff, well, you can go to places like Gucci, Armani. These are more high-end Bonobos, they do tailored clothing and have nice menswear. I have not shopped there, but I know it's very popular. There's an online shop called Paper Cloth, which is really doing a lot of stuff for the classic uh, refined man look. Very cool stuff. There's another place called Restyle, which is an online vendor, which is they, their goal is to make this type of fashion very affordable. So if you're a younger guy or just want to be shopping on a budget, check out Restyle. I've bought some things from there and they're very nice. And of course, uh, Zara, which I think is available to a lot of people in different countries and it's very affordable. It's trendy. Um, the quality is, is decent, you know, but it's affordable. And if you want to be buying things regularly, then this is a good option because the prices aren't too crazy. All right, last, let's take a look at the rakish archetype. So looking at it again from top to bottom, we have for the top, Henley shirts, button-down shirts, silk shirts, um, which are some of my favorite ones. I like short sleeve silk shirts, um, the Hawaiian shirts, um, leather jackets. Those are gonna be a huge thing. Uh, bomber jackets are really good. Varsity jackets for the bottom. A lot of ripped jeans and rakish archetype men tend to wear tighter jeans. And I know a lot of times guys who are more rugged, they see these tight jeans and think, God, that looks gay. Or God, those look like girl jeans. And so <laughs> I know there's a little bit of a, of a riff sometimes between those two archetypes and what they think about the other. But hey, it is what it is. And so, you know, again, it's a tool. So lighten up about that. Um, for the feet, sneakers. Again, leather boots, loafers, very similar to the other archetypes, but it's just the look and feel is gonna be a little bit different. The other thing that rakish men tend to do as well is jewelry, a lot of rings, necklaces. Some guys like to do piercings and things like that. Um, there are a lot of rakish men who have tattoos. You know, think of a guy like Johnny Depp. He's the perfect example of a rakish archetype because he's got the jewelry, the sort of mysterious hat sometimes, the longer hair, just very non-traditional. He looks like an artist of some sort. So now where would you go to get a rakish style look? Well, there's a place called All Saints. Um, John Varvados is, has the same type of a thing where they have the skinnier jeans, um, still very masculine cut, but has that more rocky, a rock edgier look. And Zara as well also has a lot of great options for this type of a look. Variety. That's the beauty of Palm Beach. No matter what you're looking for, Palm Beach makes it. Dacron. Polyester and cotton wash and wear suits. Business suits and Dacron and wool tropicals. Or all Dacron. Slacks, jackets. Variety and more. The fit and quality and workmanship are great. Palm Beach. All America's tailor all year round for almost 50 years. Call toll free for where to buy Palm Beach in today's Dacron polyester. Okay, so now that we've gone through the three different archetypes, you've taken some time to figure out which one seems to suit you most and which one you want to try to dive into, we're now going to put it all together. You're going to head to the store and you're going to get a complete outfit. You're going to get a shirt, pants, shoes, and a jacket if necessary. You want to get the entire complete look. And there's some things to remember, okay? So you do want to get things that fit you well. 
Things that are too baggy will make you look droopy and just not sharp. And if you are out of shape, you still want to get clothes that fit well. This will actually have a trimming effect. And as I mentioned earlier, the gym is the best tailor. If you're in shape, even inexpensive clothes will look good on you. Now here's a big thing. Do not skimp out on the shoes. Get yourself a nice pair of shoes. People notice these things and having a good pair of shoes is was well noticed. And I will say even when it comes to women, women noticed a good pair of shoes and it makes a difference. So I'd say that you're going to want to spend at least $200 on a nice pair of shoes for yourself. That's like the baseline. That's where generally a nice pair of shoes start. Now, in addition to the clothing element of this, the fashion element, you're going to want to be looking good. So keep your hair and the facial hair in check. Have it trimmed. If you have a beard, which I do have facial hair, keep it looking good, trim, not too scraggly. I know some guys can rock the scraggly beard thing. Even if you have a longer beard, keep it trim, keep it smelling good. You wanna just make sure that you're presentable, regardless of your archetype or style. All right, now, in addition to putting together the look, you wanna smell good. Find yourself a good cologne. And on my Gumroad, I've got a free PDF, which I will leave the links for in either the show notes or on the YouTube info section below. But go ahead and download that guide and get one of those. I have five fragrances, I believe, listed in there. And um, they're all really nice. So if you don't know what to get, download that guide, run to the store, and take a little test. See which one works best on you. Because to be honest with you, every man is going to wear fragrances differently. The fragrance will blend with your own body chemistry and have a little bit of a different um, smell to it and so get some samples try them on wear them around for a day see what you like and then get yourself something that makes you smell good and this can be for any of the archetypes okay and of course remember that every man can be a mix of these different looks for different occasions okay like if you're a car mechanic there are probably these opportunities for you to dress up in a suit or maybe you just like doing that anyway so maybe after work you prefer looking like a refined style archetype and that's totally cool but you know whatever one that you want to rock get that outfit first and kind of get used to it get comfortable and then if you want to branch out from there then you know go come back to this list and try a different look so as i said before each of these archetypes are a tool okay so being a rugged archetype this shows that you have a prowess with your physicality you know wearing jeans boots and worker shirts jackets they will all give off the impression of a man who is good at these things okay the lines of these types of clothing suggest strength and physical power this is a tool to make you look physically strong for the refined archetype, how this acts as a tool is that it will show your intellectual prowess, okay? Suits create a streamlined look. It shows that you are a man of means, perhaps financial means. And if applied like a tool, it's going to give you an advantage in certain social situations, like I mentioned at the party that I was at in New York. So if you interact with people at upscale businesses or high-end restaurants, then your wardrobe can do a lot of the talking for you. Use this tool to your advantage to rise up the social ladder. And finally, the rakish archetype. Now, this tool will reveal that you are not a conventional man. The lines and the shapes and the layering of this style creates intrigue and mystery. You know, the dark black jeans with a button-up shirt that you leave open to reveal, to let your chest out. 
So you are someone who has this artistic flair and this will give you major advantages when it comes to situations where an artistic mind is needed. And because of the nuances of this archetype, you follow your own rules and you can often get out of following the rules of others and societal norms. So this archetype is really a tool for you to build your own path if that is the something that you wish to do. Alright guys, so we've broken down the three different archetypes and what they're built up as. And I hope this has given you a new perspective on fashion. And for those of you who resisted it before, I'm hoping that you were willing to open up, look at yourself, figure out which one you are and give it a chance. Because fashion is a tool to make every single one of you, no matter what type of a man you are, more comfortable in your masculine self. Thank you for tuning into the show. For more Sophisticated Scoundrel, you can find me on Instagram at the Sophisticated Scoundrel, or you can also find me on Miami Vice Life. Both of these are on Instagram. I do weekly posts on both accounts. I'm always staying active in the stories and interacting with my followers there. If you need any life advice, you can always message me on Instagram. And if you would like more in-depth consultation, I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. And those can be booked in the link in the bio at Miami Vice Life. I've been doing quite a few one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions as of late, and they've all been very productive. All of the men and women that I've talked to have all gained clarity and guidance on how to proceed with the issues that they were facing. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you can leave a five-star review wherever you listen to this podcast, or you can give the video a thumbs up on YouTube or Rumble, and you can also share it with your friends, family, or anybody else that you think could benefit from uh, listening and experiencing this podcast. The reviews and the five stars really do help to raise this podcast in the ranks and make sure that it's seen by more people. The evening is young. The drinks are strong, and I wish all of you a good night. We'll see you next time.